Welcome to 3&D, your source for great NBA talk from our spot here in the T-Dot. My name is Dave Levitt, that's the D. This week's three, we take a look at the first game of the Raptors Sixers series and how it did not go well for Toronto. And then we talk about maybe how they might be able to pull a win or two off in this series. Then we segue into the first round playoff picks. We go all eight series in the first round and we pick winners for you. And finally, we look at the defensive player of the year and the finalists and make our prediction for who's going to win that award. As usual, neighbor Brandon is here in the co-host seat. So sit back, relax, and let us walk you through the three big stories from around the association. Mr. Dave, how's it going, buddy? Good, man. How are you? It's uh, We're recording this, just for everyone listening, we were recording this on Monday, Easter Monday, day off Monday. For some people. <laughs> well, you know, for fat cats like me, I have a day off. Not not guys like you. Not, not the, not not, the not, not, like you. Not the proletariat, for sure. No, no, no. It's, all, no, no. it's just me and my ivory tower, baby. <laughs> That's how I roll. Have, uh, have all you plebes come out and... You know, I'm gonna order some food. I'm gonna have some some surfs bring me the food. It'll be great. Well, as long as we get a crumb, sir. That's right. That's right. One crumb, and, and let my light shine upon you. Speaking of, crumbs, can we get uh, one crumb of uh, shooting percentage from Junior? Ooh, all right. You want? He goes there right in there. Okay, let's jump right into it. So, let's it was too easy for right. game one. Uh, yeah. of the Raptors series. We're talking, uh, like I said, the game two goes tonight, Monday night uh, at 7.30. Game one went on Saturday at 6 p.m., which is a random time, but sure, ESPN, sure, throw us in the dinner time schedule, no problem. So you want to talk about Yuri Trent Jr.? He's out tonight. He is out. Yeah, he's, um. apparently he was sick, like not with COVID, but with something else. Well, you know, well, I tell that, you. Doesn't surpri- that doesn't surprise me at this time of year, right? I, look, looking at the way he played, it was clearly obvious he was off his game. You know, he is a streaky, a bit of a streaky shooter, but like, God, the first half, brutal for him. Absolutely. You know, missing, yeah. missing a couple of those bunnies, like two feet from Like, come on, man. So, in general, that game, um, there's there's one way to look at it, and uh, which is like a, like a passion point of view, and then there's a statistical point of view. I'm going to jump to the statistical point of view just for a second, and then we can jump in about our feeling about the game because there was a definite vibe to that game. Mm-hmm. Um, statistically, the Raptors are successful when they out-rebound on the offensive class. They take more shots. They don't have to have more necessarily a higher field goal percentage, although obviously that helps. But when they take more field goal attempts, in other words, they possess the ball more, that's when they win games. And they law they were out rebounded, they were out chanced, they were out hustled, and uh, they only had one turnover in the entire game. They only turned the 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 uh, Sixers over one time in the entire game. Yeah. Now, part of that is you know the referee stuff. Like, I'm sorry, I don't understand how Fred VanVleet gets two fouls in a minute. No, I just don't. It, um, you know what? We can we can call we can talk about you know that typical victim mentality about you know the refs are out to get us. Teams every fucking playoff series that we have against a highly favored team, we get really the short end of the stick. Especially, you know, we we knew going into Philly it was going to be brutal with them. Oh yeah. But um, I thought we did a half decent job of containing uh, Embiid. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He got yeah. hit. He got a little bit of hit. Oh no, he, he definitely got his. I mean, here's what he got. More than anything, here's what he got. He got to bully people around. 
Because yeah. there was a couple of things. He, he hit Ken Birch in the face. He hit Gary Trent Jr. in the face. He got Scotty Barnes on the on the on the ankle, which again is you know bad timing. It's, I don't think he did it intentionally. That was that was unintentional. Yeah, I don't. No, think no, he but he but he was he was aggressive, and got away with aggression that you know quite frankly Arkansas didn't get away with. A lot, like you know the one on Kem poked yeah. the goddamn eye out almost. Yeah, no, he could he could he, he could have busted that guy's nose. Yeah, no, but like, I was shocked that they called the flagrant on him. I was oh, shocked. You were. Because looking at it, because just because of who he is, like I'm like looking at it. I told my wife, we're at a bar just down the street from our house here. And I'm like, they that's a flagrant any day of the week. Yep. Any day of the week. But I guarantee you they're not going to. And it did to, to the referee's credit to, that to one the time. Credit, but there was a, I mean, he was, if you look at the, like, a lot of those plays, he was tugging on shirts. He was pushing guys around. He was bullying them around. He was, Listen, that's basketball, right? Like that's that's a little bit of a throwback to to some of the older year, past years of basketball. But it's it's you know that's that's kind of how it goes down in the paint. You know, it's surprising yeah. to me though that in 2022 he doesn't get called for more of that stuff. But at the same time, he's the you know, if not the MVP, he's definitely the runner up for the MVP trophy the last uh, this year, and probably would have won last year if he didn't get injured. Yeah, I so agree. Maybe he's getting some of those superstar calls. You know? Oh, I say. He's a special player, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's so it's so easy to hate him, but yeah. <laughs> you gotta respect him. You gotta no, no, absolutely. Him. Look, he's the most dominant um, low post scorer since Shaq. Yeah, um, I would argue that he and Giannis are are bringing back that power ball, um, big bully ball down down. down that, and I'm you know and I'm, I'm here for it. As a guy who's slow and. You know, can't uh, run up and down the court the same way that I used to. I'm I'm here for it. I like this game, the the old yeah. man game. But if we talk about the vibe of this game, you know, and statistically, like I said, you could see they went off the floor, and everyone said, "I'm oh, sorry." Before we get to the vibe, Tyrese Maxey, you said it. You said Tyrese Maxey was going to be the a key to the series, and he and like when you drop when you when you're getting Tyrese Maxey drop 38, almost 40 points, and Tobias Harris drops another 20 points, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, um, like as I was saying, I told, I said earlier, like they did a pretty good, the Raptors did a pretty good job on him beating Harden. But listen, when you have Tobias Harris going off for that amount of points, and you have Maxi again, like I've been a Maxi, I still complain, not complain, I still cry about dropping him, Maxi. You know what I mean? (laughs) He's he he just over. I watch interviews with him. He's a great dude. It's hard not to love him. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. He's a, he's a really he was, put in, and he was put in an impossible position this year because basically they're like, "Hey, Ben Simmons is going to be out. Um, you're going to be the guy now. You're going to be until we get Harden. You have to be the guy." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, he, and and for the most part, for the most part this season, he was he was very good. I don't think anyone saw 38 points in this. You know, in one of the playoffs. No, I didn't know. No, hey, whoever bet the over. Good, like good for you. Yep, yep, for you. yep. If you if you were on like FanDuel and you took the over, or even the live line was you know moving yeah. over how, how how many points you're gonna get, you still probably would have taken the over because there's no way at half you were going. Oh, he's going for forty. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like was, no way. It was no. a really really good performance. That that heat check through. Oh man. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. He's you know you know a guy's when he. Bust that in the playoffs, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, you know the other thing too is he was he was allowed to go that go off like that because the Raptors, quite frankly, just they didn't they 
they weren't getting their shots. They were not playing their game. They got caught up in sort of the back and forth. Um, there there was a lot five. of... Well, go, go for it, Brandon. Go, go. No, I was going to say, there was a lot of mid-post um, picking with Scotty. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I've never seen this look before. Well, not never. But that was the game plan for most of the game. Yeah, and I, I got to tell you, I think they're going to... If Garrett Trent is not sick and, and is able to hit, and if Fred Van Vliet's it not two fouls, three fouls deep by the end of the first quarter, maybe they get more aggressive. Do you know what I mean? Maybe there's yeah. a little more the uh, in the in the driving kick, and they can play a little more of their game because that's their game. Um, yeah, but I'll like, tell you about the vibe, and I want to talk about like there were it was it it was you know between the fighting. Uh, with Embiid and the and the and the, the bumping the grinding, there was one play that happened. So Scotty Barnes was having none of it, right? He got he got chopped and he was having none of it. So the next play, um, Maxi goes to set the screen. Yep. And he just flattened him, and they called a flagrant on on Scotty on the play. And quite frankly, it was a flagrant one. He he threw the elbow up. He got it. Now he didn't hit him in the face. He hit him in the chest, but still, like you don't. That's a flagrant. But I'm really yeah. glad that Scotty Barnes did that because it was like a don't don't f with us, right? It was like a I tell don't you, know, I tell you, I love it. My as soon as we saw that play, my wife was like, I "Fucking love it, do it." Because if you let a guy like him beat head like that, you know what I mean? There's no there's no coming back because that's that lives to get under people's skin. Not as much as yeah. Marcus Smart, but you know, granted. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Scotty turns around as a rookie in his first playoff series, and he turns around and, and gives. You know, six is a taste of their own medicine. Fuck yeah. yeah, I love that shit. Well, yeah, and and did you see like right after it, Embiid goes to push him, and he pushed Embiid right back. Oh yeah, like he's like, I'm not, t- I'm not, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah, and I think that's going to speak well. I mean, again, now that we look at the series, and looks like Scotty's probably not going to be. Oh, he's definitely not back for game two. He's in a walking boot, so I don't think it's looking good for him to return this series. No, you know what? I <laughs> as soon as I saw that slow mo replay, I closed my eyes. I said. Mm. For the listeners, I, I, I had the same thing happen to me last year when my ankle went all the way over. Granted, I didn't have a 300-pound man stepping on it. But that that feeling, like I felt it right away. And I'm like, I said, there's not going to have some ligament damage there. So it is what it is. My, my opinion, I'm just I'm just a couch you know, potato right here calling this shit. <laughs> but now let him recover 110% for next year. Like, don't even bring him back. Yeah. And listen, unless unless this goes six or seven, don't even think about it bringing him back. You know, if you need him for game seven and he's ready to go and you think he's okay, go for it. But unless, you know what, you've got a long-term – and I think, like, literally, legitimately and literally, I think he's going to be the superstar for this team. 100 so you have to protect that long term, you know. Like everybody wants to win every game and all, all the series, but like, let's let's be let's be honest. Even if somehow you get past the Sixers without Scotty Barnes, mm-hmm. do you want to put Scotty Barnes back in there just so you can go and get mowed down by what the the Heat or the or the the Bucks? Yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Not this year. It's this just about getting the guys to run. You always get play, them run, but at the same time, you got to look one eye on the future, right? Yeah. So. That being said, game two. Do you think? Well, let's we'll, we'll we'll use this as a segue into the other playoff predictions as well. What's this series looking like for you now? Knowing that Gary Trent will probably be back by game four, Thad Young is probably done. Scotty Barnes probably done. What does that look like for you? Look, uh, Tyrese Maxey keep this up, and Tobias Harris does even half of what he did. I, I don't 
series going going. I don't see us taking one game. The Raptors. You, you think they get swept? I think so. Like it's, it was just dominant. Like we hung around. The first half was pretty tight. You know what I mean. On the other hand, and it looked like we were lifeless. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then again, Nick Nurse teams are great at coming back from blowouts. So yeah, and this is typical game one Raptor stuff, right? Yeah. Like, look, I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna be straight. Emotionally invested as I was in 2019, years past, even 2020, I was so angry. And, like, you know, uh, my wife hates it because I get animated. <laughs> I have some colorful language for the television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. You know, Toronto years and shit like that. Like, but like this year, I'm just, I'm cool. You know what I mean? It's like expectations. I don't, um, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't have, the the house bet on it so like it is what it is yeah no here's here's so going into it and if you had asked me this before game one i would have said um sixers and six mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i think we'll get two games i think we get one i do think we get one game I, either it's tonight or the first game back in toronto at home yes yeah i i think they get one i don't i don't think them they get swept uh, i think it's a uh, but i think it's sixers and five now and I, I think they can get one and that'll be that'll be it yeah uh, and 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 if you think that that's a uh, if if you're a Raptor fan or you're disappointed by that, then I think you have to give you you know take a look at the long view. There's a, so many positives. We weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs this year, and now exactly, exactly, we overachieved. We have a lot to build on. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a solid, solid future here. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about it. But I do think with this with Barnes out and Thad Young out and Gary Trent missing at least one, maybe two games. You got to be realistic about this. That's just they just don't have enough firepower. No. All right, let's switch to the other. Let's go to the. You want to go east? Continue in the east, and then we'll wrap it up and go west. Uh, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's go yeah, east. Okay, let's go east. Let's go east because I think these ones are pretty, pretty. Uh, as much as we want to think that they were going to be something, we'll do rapid fire because I think the west is going to be a lot more interesting. In the east, we got one eight matchup, which is the Miami Heat and um, Atlanta Hawks. Miami looked unbelievable on defense yesterday. Trey Young only got one, one field goal. Yeah, that, one that's for 11. Defense, yeah. Eight points. That's some serious defense. Hey, you got to remember who's coaching him, right? Has, he's been there. He's, he's that yes, guy. He so, I'm I'm not really surprised at uh, Miami's doctor. And no. I, can, I expect that to go to maybe Atlanta steals one, probably not. Yeah. And I think I think I think Atlanta steals. I think Trey Young comes back because he doesn't want to go out like that and has and just has a night. But they're gonna miss Clint Capella. Clint Capella's out for a bit, and they're missing yeah. him for yeah, sure. Definitely, um, he's their only interior defensive presence. Like John Collins is a good weak side defender, but if you ask him to be the, like the primary guy, no, oh. not the guy. So I yeah, I think you're right. I think they get one. I think it goes five. Yeah, so and they got, got they got a, yeah. You got Miami, so we're both on that, right? Miami, both Miami's in five, and you have the Sixers in four, and I got them in five. Yeah. All right. The the series that I thought was going to be a, a, a huge mismatch turned out to be a great first game. Is that Milwaukee versus uh, Chicago? Absolutely. I had no idea that Chicago, like, I didn't have. I shouldn't say I had no idea, but I thought Chicago had had sort of taken their shot early, and now they were kind of limping down the stretch. But mm-hmm. you got to give Chicago Bulls credit for this because they were in that game. They had th- what thirteen seconds to go, and they had and they had the ball with down three. 
Yeah, I I didn't watch the game, but I heard it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wild. So, so so yeah, they they did that. I I caught the second. I caught most of the second half. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of basketball, and not and also a lot of house chores. So you got to balance the two, right? You yeah. Balance the two. Uh, and I thought, okay, that's the game I'm not going to watch because I, Milwaukee's got this. But if Chicago plays, and here's the thing: Zach Levine and Demar Derozan both had bad games. Yeah, like Derozan, because he's like, yo, there's no way I'm going to shoot six or twenty-five again. No, 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 no. That's the thing. He and Levine and Vucevic didn't even really get off. Like he kind of got his, but they didn't, they weren't running a lot for Vucevic. I, I thought I thought he showed up a bit. Twenty four, seventeen, and three. Like yo, that's no, no, that's, no. He did, but that's what I'm saying. They didn't even run stuff for him. That was all second yeah. chance, like rebounds and 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 putback, and, and like yeah. they weren't running a lot of stuff for him. At least in the second half that I saw. Like I'm so I'm saying if he if you if you can get Vucevic, even if he gives you eighteen, and Demar yeah. comes up and Zach comes up, you you've got a series. Oh, for sure. You got a series. So who do you got in that one? Milwaukee or Chicago and how many games? Uh, Milwaukee and I'll see Milwaukee in six. Yeah, I ha- that's exactly what I have now. I had them I had them in four and then I saw the first game I'm like, nope, Chicago's getting a couple of those. DeMar DeMar can win one by himself. And yeah. I think uh if him and uh get going together. It's and all be, it takes is an off good. night for one of the, for like Lopez or Middleton and and they're sunk. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Okay. So so far we have we all we picked the upper seeds, but you know, good games and we're on the line. Okay. That brings us to the to the, arguably the best matchup of the first round. Yeah. The two seven matchup between Brooklyn, who's not really a seven seed if they have everything going, and a two seed in Boston who have been who have since I think since January have the best defensive and the best offensive rating, net ratings. Which is, which is crazy. Which means they're the best team in the league since January. That's nuts. Yeah. Who the yeah. And then uh, that game, oh, my God, that game. Holy smokes. There's so much good stuff in this game. Between Jason Tatum uh, going getting his 30-something uh, points, but that's – Unbelievable catch and spin at the the body awareness to know that he's got a spin, but See, that, the body control he showed, holy yeah. holy cow, like unbelievable! And then he got a at the body the clock awareness, unbelievable play, great great play. But, yeah, you know, you could argue that they shouldn't have been in that position because Kevin Durant didn't have a great game. Yeah, he exactly. Good, exactly. but he didn't. I mean, Charles Barkley said it last night. Like, you know, he's good, but he didn't have a great game. And the Nets are still in it. I still think the Celtics win that series. I think I got the Celtics in seven. If um, Robert Williams is there, I think uh, it's more definite. But, um, oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? But DeAndre Drummond doesn't scare me in the paint, no, so no, they can get no. anything they want in the paint. Yeah, because they're not going to put Durant in the middle to right. I mean, at one point I was thinking like, why aren't you just sliding Durant down? But well, if you slide look, Durant down, he's going to get in foul trouble, and you need him. Oh yeah, you can see, um, the the lack of a of a big man. They still re- out rebounded uh, the Nets forty three to twenty nine. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, Al Horford had a game, right? Al Horford, old man Horford, he came back. Yeah, he showed up. He started doing this flinching thing too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I want to talk about Kyrie Irving, and I know I know we talk a lot about Kyrie, that, and we and you know, and the, and the, the league is focused on it, but. He just keeps giving us good stuff, man. He keeps giving us content. So I don't know if you saw. Did you see the game yesterday? Uh, no. 
You saw the so you saw the highlights and the lowlights from Kyrie Irving, then, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I I love it. He he really is the human content generator for oh my God. <laughs> the social media. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, so so if those of you who didn't see the game and Brandon uh, or uh, or silence, so Boston. Uh, let me go back. Boston and Kyrie had a, a relationship where Kyrie Irving was looked like he was going to be their franchise point guard. They got him out of Cleveland. He's like, I'm going to be the man. He says he commits to Boston. Says I want to be in Boston, and then they ball, uh, they bomb out in the playoffs where he he pulls Ben Simmons and refuses to shoot the ball, which is like, what are you doing, Kyrie? And basically forces his way. He says, I got to get free agency. I'm not doing this. I'm going to Brooklyn. Fuck off. Yeah. And then earlier in the season when he was um, playing, when he came back and he was able to play road games, he signed and he played with the road games in Boston. He got booed mercilessly, and he said. Oh, they're like taking, they're like an ex-girlfriend who just wants you back, right? They're just like an ex-girl. To which I have to give credit to the Boston. I forget which Boston writer put it out. It's like if if Boston is the ex-girlfriend, we're not crying to get you back. We're telling you to get off our property because we threw your shit on the front lawn. <laughs> we don't want you here. We don't love Listen, you. Yeah, look, look, look. It's the two most toxic people in the Boston fan base. And Kyrie Irving, okay, so <laughs> I'm here for all the drama. I'm here for oh, it's and so it continues yesterday where they are anytime he touches the ball, they switch from calling defense, defense to booing Kyrie. Now apparently they were also calling him a you know an asshole and some yeah, of a lot of a lot of uh, personal attacks there, but you know, you know well, it's, it's the Boston way, you know, Kyrie, yeah. This this fucking guy Kyrie Irving comes to Boston, he thinks he's gonna come in here and Park his car in our yard? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Celtics are four. <laughs> like this is this is the 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 the, the Massachusetts way, uh, the Boston way. And love him or hate him, like Kyrie Irving says it's not bothering him. He says, Oh no, no, it's nothing. No, no, no. And in the press conference afterwards, he's talking about it. Now he gave the he flipped a fan off as he ran up the court. Another time Multiple he pretended times. to do the crying eyes, and then he, while he put his hands behind his head, he gave the, the guys behind him, when he was in bed on the ball, the finger as well. Yeah. Now, my question, Brandon, does that sound like a guy who is not affected by this? Because that's what you're saying in the press conference. Oh, I'm not affected by it at all. It's, it is there. He's, he's a human being, right? And we know he's like, you know, kind of sensitive and shit, but like, you know, would you have, I would be cussing right back if I was in that situation. Should I do that stuff at Reckley? You know what I mean? So <laughs> I, it is, they're in his head a little bit. They're in his yeah. head for sure. Yeah. Well, and he, so the press conference was great. So one of the reporters asked him, I said, with all this, um, you know, uh, intensity, it's not intensity, or no, uh, what, is it, what was it? Intensity, adversity, or something, something like this. He's like, it's not adversity, it's basketball. And he's like, okay, but like, all the, the intensity that you use. It's not intensity, man. It's basketball. That's just, just that's a, you want to talk to the fans, go ask go ask the fans. I don't want to talk about the fans. I want to go talk to the fans and go out on the street. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, if you're trying to tell us that you're not affected by this, you know, it's just basketball. I don't worry about it. Then why do you care? Then why are you flipping guys off? And like, you know what I mean? Like they are the thing is, and again, I don't I, I'm here for it like you. I think it's entertainment. I think Kyrie, you know, it clearly didn't throw him off since he had thirty plus points last night and he had a great game. Yeah, but if you think that somehow this is going to slow down or not going to stop, like, come on, they're going to come. They're going to like they play again tomorrow night, Tuesday night, and oh, it yeah. is going to be bananas. I'm going to make a point of 
the game. Yeah, well, just just so you can just just so you can see what what goes on, man. And I I, I highly recommend. I mean, there's that part. If you just like want, if you're just like mm, you know, the Real Housewives is over, and I need to, and the Kardashian show, you know, is it's it's coming. I haven't seen it yet. I need some 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 extra drama in my life. There you go. It's right there for you. Mm-hmm. But from a basketball point of view, I also think this game is going to be incredible because Brooklyn needs that game. Brooklyn oh, yeah. needs game two they, in Boston. They steal one away because it's you tough. Don't it's go down at home. You don't want to go down 0-2 with Boston with the Celtics because they gain momentum and they go downhill on you. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So who you got? Who you got in the, in the series? And we'll talk West. I'd say Boston in uh Boston in six. Okay. All right. I like it. I'm writing these down, by the way. I am writing these down. So we will we'll, check we'll, in uh, at the end of the first round. We'll see how Yeah, after the first round's done, we'll we'll put it and see what's up. Yeah, exactly. All right. Now let's go west. Let's go to the west. Uh let's start at the top. Phoenix and uh, New Orleans and uh I don't think anybody where I'm surprised personally I'm a little surprised that New Orleans is here. Mm-hmm. Did not see them beating the Clippers, but then Paul George gets the the dirty Rona, and uh, they win. So, what do you like, Phoenix or New Orleans? Uh, you know, as great as New Orleans played, Chris Paul is Chris Paul things. I'd say uh, Phoenix gets a sweep there. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think New Orleans is just happy to be there. Um, and it's too. The one thing I'll say, it's too bad for them, is. Um, Zion's not playing, which could, which would have been good for him to get into that playoff atmosphere and get it. And they might have won a game, I think, with him. But I mean, when you can throw Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson and um, Michael Bridges at Bobby Ingram, mm. and then throw Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Cameron Payne and Cameron Johnson and Jay Crowder at um, at uh, CJ McCollum, you're you're not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. You keep. I I, I always. Every time you go to say Brandon Ingram, you always say Bobby Ingram. Did I did I do it again? Yeah, the football player you're talking about, right? <laughs> Brandon Ingram. You know what? Because you're Brandon. You're the only Brandon yeah. I care about. You're the only Brandon I care about. Damn it. Bobby Ingram again. Okay. So <laughs> I got Brandon Ingram losing, and I got Bobby Ingram uh, losing money because he bet on Brandon Ingram. I got yeah, him, probably. I, I'm like you. I'm with you four, four straight and it's over. All right, Memphis and Minnesota. Now, Minnesota pulled off what I think is a mild upset in game one. Yeah, that was a great game. I watched some of that game. That, that game was great. Yeah, well, and the Ant-Man showed out. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Anthony Anthony Edwards, coming out party. I think he, I think this might be his uh, – his, uh, if they win a round, and I don't have them winning a round, but if they did, I think it's going to be because Anthony Edwards, and we're all going to be like, oh, and, oof. yep, that guy's, that guy's the next superstar, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I still got John Morant though. I, I I can't bet against Memphis and and my guy John Morant. I just can't. No, uh, that team. I just I don't see them losing. I I get. I don't know how to put. It. Like when whenever I see Ja go to the rim, and the way he moves, I get sort of fearful. Like it's so entertaining to see this man play the sport of basketball. But I get so fearful because all I can think of is like, yo, bro, you got to be a little bit more careful with your movements. Like he's always coming crashing down. He's always getting into contact with the, you know, the big man on the other. I'm like, yo, this guy is, he plays like he doesn't care about himself. 
But he's, he's great. Iverson-esque like that, right? It's a bit like AI. Yeah, but like... Little guy amongst the trees. Yeah. It's no, insane. I agree. I, listen, long term, long term, I don't want to see that. But if this is what's going to show out and get the Memphis Grizzlies going, go for it. I got the Grizzlies in six in that series, by the way. Uh, 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 um, I'm going to say this goes seven with... Um, Memphis winning. Okay, all right, good, good, good call, son. Good call because uh, <laughs> I, I'll refer to our previous uh, pr- bold playoff predictions, where I predicted that Memphis is going all the way to the conference finals against Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Remember, I put I put that down. So yeah, I got to stick with it. I got to stick with my guys. Go, go, Grizz, go, get wild. I think that's their 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 playoff slogan or whatever it is. But uh, I'm here for it. Go, uh, go, go, Memphis! All right, let's go down. Let's jump down to the other two series in the West. All right. So, uh, do you want to do three? What do we have? We got three, six, and four, five. Three, six, and four, five. Yeah. Who do you, Who do you got? What do you want to say? What do you want? Where do you want to go? Well, I think we should do uh, Golden State and Denver. Okay, that's the three, six. Let's go for it. Yeah, I think uh, Denver sweeps that. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, you think they're? You think Denver's getting swept? Yeah, I think so. Whoa. MVP, yeah. see you later, right? Nicholas, I think we can all agree that Nikola Jokic is likely to win his second straight MVP because he was, his numbers were just, he just passed Embiid on the way. Yeah, just dominant. But yeah, in okay. this game, what, he, did, he did not look dominant. He did, oh, he did not. He did no. not. You know who looked dominant? Jordan Poole. 30 points. <laughs> Yo, Jordan the Golden State Warriors. Out of Golden State and into a big time contract. Yo, Golden State. Certifiable dynasty if they keep this shit up, like yeah, yeah, they are, and they're transition and they're smart. They're starting to transition over. You know, you're seeing a little more Jordan Poole. You're seeing all these things. I just don't know how the money all works out, but that's for another day. You have them. You have Golden State winning four straight against Denver. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't have that. I have I have Golden State winning. Um, I have right, them in right. six. I have them in six. It's, I think I think Jokic okay. is just going to do Jokic things. You think Jokic can take over? And yeah, the I do. I think, I, think, I think he can. I don't think he can win the series. I think this is a, a bad matchup for them. But, yeah, I do. Um, where, do you, where do you think this is if uh, Jamal Murray's back? Mm, that is a tough. So, with Jamal Murray alone coming back, I don't think – I still think it's – I still haven't been sick, but I think it's close. Every game is close. If yeah. Michael Porter Jr.'s there – and Jamal Murray, yeah, if both of them are back. Then it's a it's a coin toss. Then it's a coin toss, and I think it goes seven. And I think I think you get a couple of OT games. Oh, uh-huh. that's what I think. And I think it's a co- I think it, I think it is absolutely a uh, a toss up. Yeah, you know. Okay, the four five matchup, which is the one that I think is probably the least you know sexy watched one, especially with Luca on the on the shelf. It's the Jazz and the Mavs. Right, Utah won that first game, and quite frankly, I think this whole series depends on Luca's health. Yeah, do you think? Do you when? When do you think he's going to come back? See, that's tough, right? That's the tough. That's the tough part of this. I don't think he's back game two, so I think he, the earliest no. he's back is game three. And you don't want to go down two zero to the Jazz. They're two. They're a good team. They're not a great team. I think you know, like I don't have them. Uh, the, okay, they. I didn't uh, have them winning this series. Before when Luca was healthy, now I think they can win this series. I think they win it in six. I think they 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 they, they you know if they go up two zero, 
I think it's going to be asking a lot to ask those Mavericks to win uh, four out of four, four out of five. Yeah, I it's it's so. it's gonna it's a tough ask. Actually, Luca coming back, like you don't want you don't want to see like you know you bring a guy like that back. Happen to KD, happen to Luca, right? Right. Like, see with you rush guys back from injury, like that's a in my mind that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and I thought I thought Dallas was coming along like as a, as a as a team, Dallas was really coming along. I didn't I I'll be honest when they when they made that deal at the deadline and got Bertans and Delta Porzingis and I was like what like you have no interior defense, but Dwight Powell has figured it out something. He's he's been playing really well the last couple of, I would say three weeks. Well, shit, they got they got all rebounded by twenty almost fifty three to thirty four. Yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, but but you I know mean, what? It, it was still decently close. Uh, Utah won by what six points? Yeah, yeah. And the thing about it is, Dinwiddie, Din Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, he has been ma- magnificent since. Game uh, oh, Bernard. absolutely. I don't know something about the Cowboys. Maybe he enjoys big belt buckle, belt buckles. I don't know, but he, he about died. He died in uh, uh, Washington and got re- revived by you know those revival preachers online. See? Look at this! In, Look in at this, Brand, ladies and gentlemen. Neighbor Brando making the eat the rare Easter reference. <laughs> died in Washington and was reborn. Uh, I like Dinwiddie, man. He's a good scoring guard. Listen, I've always liked Dinwiddie. I think he's miscast when he has to be the primary guard. But if you put him in a role where he's kind of like uh, like an off the bench or a starter, but he's not really like the primary guard, I think he's. In, I think you're right. I think he's he's a good player and he's nice to have. Um, yeah. That being said, I, I got Utah in six. Mm. Okay, so if uh, Luca doesn't come back, well, do if we Luca get... doesn't come back at all, then maybe it's Utah in five because I don't see uh, Dallas having enough. I, if Luca doesn't come back, I think Utah uh, sweeps him. If he oh, does, man. it might go to six. Okay. But, so, um... which brings me to the two questions about the Jazz for next season. Like the Jazz will match up. As the four seed, they'd play the one, they play the Suns, and we all agree, I think, that the Suns are going to roll over them with like no burn, no problem. So then, which brings me to the bonus question of this before we go into our final topic of the day. Um, if they don't make the Western Conference finals, is it time to really look at that Utah Jazz team like we've talked about? Like we've hinted that the Jazz might, might need to be broken up, right? And you ain't getting rid of Donovan Mitchell. No. So does Quinn Snyder stick around? Because he's got those rumors that, that the Spurs really want him. They're hot and heavy for him. The Lakers apparently are really hot and heavy for him. Does Quinn I, Snyder stick around as coach? I'm more focused on the players, but you definitely got to do something with that. You gotta, yeah, uh, so th- I think there are big changes in Utah. And I think Rudy Gobert, just putting it out there, I think Rudy Gobert goes on the market, and there'll be a huge market in the Eastern Conference because that's the guy who can match up with Embiid. Yeah. Uh, if if Gobert had a little bit more muscle to him, I think he'd, uh, defensively dominate indeed. But I mean, he's 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 a pretty good defensive player, right? And he's up. I mean, he's up for his, he's a, he's a finalist again this year for player yeah. for defensive player of the year, um, which we're going to talk about next. And that's kind of the reason go, I wanted to bring go, it up there because you know yeah. I love a good segue. Yeah, go go east with. Uh, be kind of shit for the rest of us. Except yeah. the the big rumor is maybe the Raptors are in on that. Hey, you you're you're horny about that, eh? I listen. This isn't the first time you brought that up, and this isn't the first time I brought it up. I like I like it. I like that. Uh, listen, 
do I love the fact that he's not a guy who can shoot threes? You know, whatever, that's fine. But uh, I think having an old school center, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That that might be what the Raptors need. That's what I'm saying. If you if everybody else can shoot out, I don't have a problem with a center like that. Now I don't know what you'd have to give up to get him, and maybe mm-hmm. it's an OG, and maybe it's a Gary Trent Jr. and uh, and some other pieces. But you know, I'm not I'm not poor. I'm not you know I'm not sold on this team. You know, like it's 48 wins is nice, but it, 48 wins is not a championship. No, we still lack I, that that one superstar that that guy. Right, and I think Gobert is it. The only thing I don't like about Gobert is the ticket. He's got, I think, three more years at like a really big number. But yeah. you know, you got to pay to play, I guess. Exactly. All right, let's talk about the defensive player of the year. So he's up for a defensive player of the year, but for the first time in I can't even remember, two of the three finalists are not centers. We got one yeah. center in Gobert. You got Mikhail Bridges, and you got Marcus Smart. Who's your guy for defensive player of the year? Look, just eye test. Barely, I did not do any like reading into this at all. Uh, I'd say Marcus, hundred percent. Really? That's my, that's my opinion. Yeah. So back it up. Give me, give me, give me some thoughts. Give me some, some thinking behind. Behind Marcus Smart, oh. like my reasoning for Marcus Smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, defensively, he's fucking past. Like, he's able to stop superstar players, able to break up the flow of the entire team. He's the guy that you hate to play against, but you love if he's on your team. And he, oh, like, right. I, I know this is like defensively, but like, yo, he can get it done on both sides of the ball. Yeah, but you know who's a better, you know who's a better version of that? Hmm. Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges really? is a higher scorer, and he shuts down anybody from one through four. He doesn't really play center. He doesn't have to play centers because I got DeAndre Ayton and and uh, Bismack in, down in Phoenix. But Mikael Bridges to me is my defensive player of the year. Because you can throw him on anybody, and he doesn't, and he's a, you know, and again, on the you want to talk about two way, he does more. Now, I give, I'll give you this: Marcus Smart has more responsibility in the Boston offense because he's he's ostensibly playing their point guard role, and Bridges doesn't have to do that on the offensive end because right. you know he's got to do, uh, he's got Chris Paul in campaign, so they'll uh, those guys will take care of, of setting up the offense. So Bridges doesn't have to have that responsibility and have the ball in his hands as much as Marcus Smart does. Yeah. Um, so but defensively, the I, like, I like the switchability of, of uh, Bridges a little more. Yeah, he's, he's longer too, right? Mm-hmm. He gets in those passing lanes. You know, yeah. And you always know him because he's got those like banana yellow shoes on all the time. So he, you can always right. I respect like, a guy who's committed to a color. I, I'm like, good for you, bro. <laughs> uh, out of I'm here for it. You guys, I think Gobert is my least favorite. Like, yeah, his numbers, he gets his blocks, this and that. Eiffel Tower, yada yada. But if you get him switched out, he's going to get blown by. And sometimes he can't recover. No, so, he do, he often can't recover, right? But again, that's why you know I think I think there's there's something to this where we always like to say guys who get good rebounding numbers and good block numbers get to be defensive player of the year. But for the first time, you know who Mikael Bridges reminds me of, and I'm not saying he's as good as, but he hmm. reminds me a little bit like. Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi Leonard won a defensive player of the year as well because of those long limbs and getting in the passing lanes and his ability to sort of know when to jump. You know what I mean? Like Gary Trent was doing it at the beginning of the year and then somehow it like I think he got a little too too happy with jumping jumping the lanes and was jumping a little early. But Mikael Bridges, if you you know go back and look at it, his 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 numbers of tips, his then uh, just the, like you said the eye test. I I personally would vote uh, Bridges. Not that either one of us have a vote right now, but you know we're working <laughs> on it. 
What do you mean? We're going to be in the the pod um HOF? We're Hall of Famers? Yeah, we're going to go down in history to all four of our listeners. Yo, what's good? Everybody's <laughs> out. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, so we've got our prior predictions. You can follow along the playoffs with us if you're listening. You can go take our predictions. Um, I would put, you know, $5 on each one of our bets and see what happens. You might make some money. Um, a couple of coins here or there. All right, Brandon, it's time for your favorite segment, my favorite segment. Anybody catching a stray this week? Uh, uh, you can go ahead first because okay, I'm still working my own in my head. <laughs> I got one. I got one. And it's uh, to whoever the NBA scheduler is. Why do you keep doing this for us? Why do you put a playoff game, a playoff game, at six o'clock on a Saturday? Now, I don't care that it's a long weekend. I don't, you know, that playoffs whatever happen they are. But six o'clock is dinner, man. Putting it from yeah. six to eight, like what is that? That's an awkward. Like I, you know, I can't shine people off. Like what are we doing here? Put, put a game at seven thirty. Put a game at nine thirty. That's fine. Like that's regular. You've conditioned me all season long. I don't mind a one o'clock start, a three thirty start. You got to put a 7.30 start and like a 9.30, 10 o'clock start. That's what I'm used to. Okay, you're not doing more than four games in a day anyway. You can do this. Put it on mm-hmm. at 6 o'clock. Like, tonight's game is at 7.30. That is prime. Perfect. I'm here for it. That's I'm right in the flow of things. That's what I need. But for the love of God, NBA, and you know, you know that they're like, hey, you know, we need to put a 2 o'clock game on a, on a Saturday. You put a two o'clock game, you put Utah on at two o'clock because nobody cares about Utah. And then you say the same thing about the Toronto Raptors because in the U.S. market, they're not a big. But there's 36 million people in this country who want to watch that game. Don't put it on at six o'clock. Put it right on in prime time, baby. Prime time, baby. <laughs> baby. I mean, listen, what are we going to watch Boston all the time? And we should have a bunch of guys talking like this all day. Oh, park the car, have it yard. Listen, man. If you're gonna put, if you're gonna listen, yeah, 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 homeless. If you're gonna go and put friggin' Kevin Durant on in three thirty in the afternoon, you gotta, you gotta give me a friggin' bone here. Throw me a friggin' bone. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You know, I spent one too many times wishing that uh, that I could, I too could be part of the town too. You know, uh, Ben Affleck's uh, movie. I want to be in part two. Yeah, yeah, I'll no, play the guy definitely. who parks the car in the ad. <laughs> But hey, listen. Um, listen, you put your getaway car in the ad. <laughs> Speaking of Boston, I don't know what this has to do with y'all, but I don't know if you're um, into the the baseball a little bit, MLB action. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually seeing the Red Sox uh, in town against the, the Jays uh, a week from now. First of all, fuck the Red Sox and fuck the Yankees. Kind of <laughs> rent. But listen, um, this ump. By the name of Jeff oh, Nelson. Oh, yes. Jeff Nelson. Right? He's a big guy. He's, um, you know, he's a, he's, he's a ump that he's, he's, I keep wanting to say rap three, but it's an ump. He umpired, you know, a few World Series, I think four of them, mm-hmm. or whatever. So he's a good guy. He's good at what he does. There's a reason why those guys umpire the World Series. Again, I almost yep. said rap no, three. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Listen. When you miss 27 calls, like, pretty egregious calls, like, against the Blue Jays. I'm just – because I saw it both ways, the Blue Jays mm-hmm. and the Oakland A's. So, I don't know if the Jays played the Oakland A's in a, a three-game series. Uh, 
It's continuing, actually. No, it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, no, no. wasn't it? It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're off, they're off today. They they're off today. Off, and then they play 20 straight days. Right. So it was the Saturday game, I believe. No, Friday. Fuck, no, 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 you're right. It was the Saturday game. It was Saturday. It was, yeah. it was and the and the and the strike zone was so the strike wide. zone was about fifty percent bigger than it usually is, apparently. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna call Matt Chapman on a strikeout fucking six inches outside the goddamn strike zone? Well, yeah, that and the Guriel call in the eighth. The Guriel call brutal. Horrible. Horrible. Horrible calls. Um I, so those those you don't know, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is probably uh, one of the three best. Maybe not for power, but he's one of the three best hitters. He's got one, he's got a great eye. Yeah, and he knows when a play. He knows when a ball's off. I mean, if you look at it in terms of just watching television, like even just watching TV without the without the little overlay that they put up the strike zone, right? The little square that they put now on the, on the broadcast. Yeah. Just just the eye test alone, you're like that was odd. that was way outside. You know, below. The- at knee level, it was a down and away call, wasn't it? Yeah, it was down, uh, down away in the, and again, it's in the eighth inning in a tie game. Yeah, like it meant, pitch meant something, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm good, good, good for Charlie for coming out, you know, UJ's manager Charlie Montoya to coming out and getting uh toss, right? You know, Absolutely. Like, you know, this guy know, know, know what's good, like you can't be calling shit like that. Like, I'm Absolutely. literally just having it right now on Tim and Friends, I'm watching it, and the Chapman one was so egregious to me. So egregious. Six, it seven. Was, it, 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 it was brutal. It, the, it was absolutely brutal. So you know what? That guy, Jeff Nelson, yeah, he's catching one this week for sure. Yeah. You know what? Robo umps are on their way. But if you're gonna make if you're gonna miss 20 set, if you're gonna miss 27 calls, that's like that's literally your I mean, there's only 54 outs in a in a ball, you know, in a ball game. If you're gonna so, 27 yeah. strikes and you know and then and, and how many number of those are going to be called outs like that's impactful call. and i think the impact of the 27 i think they said something like 15 of them were impactful like either an out or an end of inning uh out yeah, that you missed. So, like what are you doing so what the fuck are we paying you for yeah exactly well listen exactly. That, that's my little rant look i'm just uh, on the blue jays i'm i'm straight up telling the entire world i'm bandwagoning the blue jays because we are stacked we Clark. are. We are. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know. And this is this is a, a basketball podcast. You can um, you can catch a Brandon's uh, baseball show. Uh, Getting the third base with Brandon. Um, <laughs> you can you can actually just catch me at the loose moose before um, home games. Before before all home me, games. Find me in the cheap seats with uh, cans of Budweiser. There you go. The there he is. The man. The myth. The the Brandon. It is right there. But no, in, in all seriousness, I'm with you too. Uh, I'm 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 really stoked for this Blue Jays season. I'm really stoked for the Toronto sports scene. I think the lease, you know, well, you know, you don't get your hopes up too much, but it's a great time to be a Toronto sports fan. And we're we're both big uh, Toronto homers. Um, yeah, but I truly what, believe that we are in the age of Toronto sports. It's you know what we we really are, and uh, you know to enjoy it, enjoy it. I mean, every night there's a there's there's a Blue Jay game or a Leaf game, and the Raptors are in the playoffs. The nice thing is the way the playoffs are stacked this year is that the because of the COVID All Star non Olympic break that the that the NHL put in their playoffs are much later, so you might right. actually be able to go and sit watch you know the Raptors first round and then likely unfortunately the likely exit and then watch the Leafs first round and their 
probable exit. Yeah, we're not going to get into the Leafs problems right now. But... No, I don't have to. Listen, I don't have enough time or money for therapy for this, okay? Yeah, trust me, you guys will hear about it if yeah, and you when. Will. You will, yeah. for sure. But uh, as always, you know, we want to say we want to end it with uh, a couple of things, a couple of shout outs. Uh, we talked about this last week. We want to say it one more time. The Love Scarborough campaign. It's been really good. It's working. Something happened because uh, Premier Doug Ford did announce that there's over a million dollars coming to the Scarborough Health Network. Come on, Doug, you do better. Do better. Yeah, a million dollars doesn't go as far as we used to think, but still we'll take it. Thank you so much. But again, if you are able to, if you hear this and you're able to tell someone about it, you know, even five bucks. From everybody who he- who hears about it, from five dollars goes to Scarborough Health Network. We'll we'll be we'll be sitting pretty. Absolutely. All right. So that's that's very important. And of course, as always, we all I'm going to say it at the in the in the ent- in the exit as well. But Brittany Griner still not home. Come still on. Not home. It's fucking like just the worst place to be right now. Russia. Yeah, and I I don't know if we mentioned it last week, but uh, um, but you know, on a positive note, we'll end it on a positive note. Um, shout out to the WNBA who had their draft the other day and Ryan mm-hmm. Howard from Kentucky going number one to Washington. I think she's going to be the superstar of superstars and look out for those Washington mystics. Our friend, uh, Megan McPeak, who calls those games, who is the on-air host and, uh, and the play-by-play host. She's done a couple of Raptor games and, um, we're still hoping that Megan can join the show over, join us for some stuff. But anyway, that's another time. Megan McPeak, uh, you're going to have fun calling Ryan Howard games because Ryan Howard is a superstar. Look up the like, YouTube, look up Ryan Howard, um, Kentucky. Woof. Yeah. Side so, sealed uh, the WNBA season's coming. The, you know, it's coming soon too. So we're going to have hoops through the summer as well. Yeah. All right, man. All right, brother. So, uh, we'll I'm looking at my window and it's snowing now on, on Monday. I'm going to go get some food and get, you know, get the stuff prepped because we got a game. It, it's game time in one hour. Yeah. Yeah. They're warming on the TV right now. Perfect. All right, man. Peace. We'll talk going. to you later. Later. Well, that's the show for this week. Thank you so much to Brandon for uh, coming and chatting and to you for listening. As always, we want to give shout outs to our three causes that we're currently backing, which of course are the Love Scarborough, uh, Scarborough Health Network campaign. Please donate if you can. Um, buy some swag. Some, they've got some great t-shirts, some great bags, some great stuff. Scarborough Spots uh, on Instagram is a place you can find them and, and support. You can also please go to redcross.org and uh, support the Ukrainian relief. Yeah, there's lots of NGOs. You can just search up, search them up. They're doing great work. But there's also a bunch of uh, organizations that are helping to resettle or helping uh, people who are moving here uh, as refugees from Ukraine. So please help them out as much as you can. And as always, like I mentioned before, Brittany Griner, we got to go to change.org and sign petitions to get her home. We need her to be safe and back here in North America. If she plays on the court this year, fantastic. But if she doesn't, it's just better to know that Brittany Griner is back safe and not being punished for international diplomacy reasons. That's it. That's all. That's the show this week. We'll be back in seven days. We'll talk to you then.